0: Something I wish I knew on my wedding day was that was literally just a needle size amount of love that I will feel over the course of our marriage.
1: Interesting way to phrase that, but (laughs) we'll roll with it.
0: We could never have known that on our wedding day.
1: I love you too, baby. Come here. Oh, my God. Come here. Oh, (laughs) get
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples.
1: And the things they go through.
0: Today's topic is brought to you by you guys. This is a highly requested topic, which is the things we wish we knew before getting married.
1: Wow. How is marriage different than engagement? How is it different (laughs) than dating? And what do we wish we knew going into marriage? So we've put together a seven-page Script, <laughs> there's a all lot of things. things we wish we knew. <laughs> uh, but before we get into it, please, whatever platform you're listening to this show on, please subscribe to the show, give it a rating. Uh, we're on YouTube and video format, mm-hmm. we're also wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on everywhere. So, we love this show, we love doing it together from a marital standpoint, we love doing it with you guys. We just finished up the tour and seeing your faces. You know, it was good to hear that the show has impacted some people, no matter how many. It was really special. It It was was really special special
0: to meet you guys, to put faces to names and actually see you guys in person.
1: Yes. So anyway, uh, we do it for you. We hope that this is fun to listen to. Maybe a little bit helpful, a little bit useful. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So that's all we got. But you ready to roll in this one? I am. Let's hit it.
0: Things we wish we knew before we got married. Let's start with what we thought marriage was going to be like, Andrew. Wow.
1: What were our expectations before getting married?
0: So I'm not going to lie. I was really naive going into marriage. And I learned very quickly that society likes to paint the picture of marriage as if you marry the right person, Mm. then it will be easy. And if it's not easy, then it's probably the wrong person. Interesting. And that's what I believed. That's what fairy tales depict. That's what, you know, society and social media depict. That's what tabloids depict when you see all these like stories about divorces. Oh, he just wasn't the right one. And going into marriage, I thought that's what it was going to be like. You go through the dating, you learn about each other, you go through engagement, you kind of figure out the kinks and then you get married and it's like, ah, this is my person. It's going to be easy.
1: So you thought marriage would be easy?
0: To a certain extent, I think so.
1: Did you think your parents' marriage was easy?
0: Absolutely not.
1: That's interesting.
0: Which is funny, too, because I consider their marriage very successful. They've been married 43 years, and I have seen every emotion and every roller coaster. And it was never a bad thing, but I don't know why. I just figured... I figured it was going to be easier than it has turned out to be. And I don't mean that in a bad way.
1: Wow. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way.
1: I'm kidding. Uh, it isn't, you said your marriage is success. Your parents' marriage is successful, but can you say it's successful until the very end? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: It is successful so far.
1: I, cause I view marriage as now, mm-hmm. not then before we got married, but it's like an ever continuing process. So it's not successful yet. It's not like, Oh, they stayed together. It's like, how has this marriage molded each individual? Yeah. And, and what impact have they had on the world? It's kind of how I view marriage.
0: I also have another thought of what I thought marriage would be like. I also believed again, just naive that your wedding day is the peak of your love. I'm not saying it like goes down, but it's like, oh, I love you so much. And on your wedding day, it's like, oh, this is what our life is going to be like. Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts about that. Can I go into that now or should I wait?
1: Uh, let's wait. A little ah, Do you okay. mind? Jeez. Do you mind? That's a teaser. Uh, I definitely viewed marriage as a finish line in a lot of respects. You like mean the wedding? The wedding day. Yeah. Yes. As a finish line. You had viewed
0: like, it like it was the finish line.
1: Yes. Like, all right, finally, uh-huh. I get a, you know see Sean naked and spend time and live with this never? person and, <laughs> and do all this stuff with now my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't think I didn't really have or think about how easy or difficult marriage would be. I, you don't really think about the, the issues that will arise. Like, ah, uh, what financial difficulties are we going to roll into 10 years from now? Or mm-hmm. how will we co-parent together? And you don't think about, You know, what baggage is Sean bringing into the relationship or expectations of, of me that she'll have, Mm -hmm. which I think is actually probably a good thing to think about. Like if I were going to do it again, vetting a wife or a potential spouse, Mm -hmm. like going through, Hey, so what chores did your parents have you do growing up? Because the ones that they didn't have you do, you're going to expect me to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going through, What, how do you treat finances? Are you more risk averse? Are you debt free? Are you yada yada? Like there's, I would actually be curious. Maybe I'll put time into thinking about all these technical questions that might be helpful to know, like a, like a vet list. But uh, I didn't really have expectations on it being easy or hard. I think my, my parents did a fantastic job at, at uh, displaying a healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And fortunately they are still married and which is not the case for, for everybody but they would argue in front of us they had conflict you know my mom would have to take little weekend retru- uh, retreats when she was stressed out uh, with five kids which <laughs> which happened a time understandably or two. um but I did think it was like almost this fairy tale land of oh great I don't have to go through the dating process anymore or mm-hmm. you know there's like stresses of that whole thing and so I was like okay this is a finish line.
0: I think the bottom line of my expectation, I think yours is similar, is in thinking the wedding was the finish line, we knew and we had both seen with our parents that there were arguments and there were emotional roller coasters. But I guess I didn't I expected that the work was already done. Does that make sense? Like
1: you knew everything about me and we were gonna have to. I
0: expected and Perceived that dating and engagement was the work that had to be done for your marriage, hmm. and I didn't realize that instead of the wedding being the finish line, it was actually the starting line of work.
1: Right. So preach.
0: Getting into before we talk about that, getting into the ways we prepared for marriage, and adding in other ways that we think you should prepare for marriage. So the one I would say the one and only thing. Andrew and I did to prepare for marriage. I think there's maybe a hundred things you should do. I think we did one, which was uh premarital counseling and that rocked our world. Yep. So usually premarital counseling, you do spread out for quite a few weeks and you go like once a weekend for like an hour or two. Well, we went to um, these, this premarital counselor who's in Chicago. Well, actually, should we link him?
1: Yeah, sure. We'll link him because Dr. D. he
0: changed our life um but Andrew's older brother had gone there with his wife and they loved him so we went to him as well and we did like an intensive so we went friday saturday sunday for like 4 or 5 6 hours a day and he just covered so many different topics it was kind of like we went through all the weeds of what was your parents relationship like what was your relationship with your father like what was your relationship with your mother like what was what were your exes like what why did you break up with your exes? Did you get dumped? Did you like you go through everything? We took
1: three or four personality tests. We took Myers-Briggs, yeah. Enneagram, uh, Loveland. We took like a bunch of these different kind of personality tests too. So he had reviewed all that. We had, oh my gosh, we filled out like several hours of surveys. Several hours. I would like to see our answers from back then. I by know. The way. Um, and then we did this full weekend where it was like 12 hours a day mm-hmm. for two or three days of us just sitting down and talking, which was our first experience mm-hmm. with counseling.
0: And he would bring up traumas and he would bring up unhealthy habits and he would bring up like, we went into depth of like what could be possibly brought up in marriage that he could help delegate now. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a surprise because here's my thought. And this is, this is my thought on Andrew and I's relationship and marriage. Cause we got married young. My thought is when you're dating someone, you're constantly trying to impress them. You're holding out little details and little parts of you because you always kind of want to have that impression. And you always want to have that guard up a little bit just in case you get broken up with that you didn't fully give yourself to that person. And then you get engaged. And I feel like it's a little bit the same thing. You aren't quite married, but you're more than dating. So you might get a little bit more raw and real and a little bit more vulnerable, but you're still saving up that impress, like impressing each other to where you aren't really giving your whole self to them. But then you get married and you spend the rest of your life together and there's no break time. You're living together, you're sharing a household, you're sharing kids, like all of these things. And you get to see qualities, good, bad, and ugly, of your hard times, your good times. And there's none of that like impression anymore. It's just you. And I feel like our premarital counselor tried to give us a window into that, which helped.
1: Yeah. And, but that's what's so beautiful about marriage is that there, there is the, the foundation for you to be fully you. And that's unlike any other mm-hmm. relationship structure out there, which is why we're like marriage hype men. Um, so we're big fans. If you are engaged or in that process of like vetting a spouse, premarital counseling is, extremely useful and Sean and I talk about it all the time about how big of an impact it made for us to really know how to be sensitive with each other to understand each other in like a deeper way and to have discussions and arguments in a productive healthy way Mm because because arguments I feel like as I've gotten older I've realized that hey if we're arguing that means that there's like an outcome that we want changed and uh, you know all these things like just dramatic emotions and whatever unhealthy arguing habits that we all bring into a relationship a lot of times we can do away with all those but you have to identify them first so big fans of premarital counseling Real quick, today's show is brought to you by Athletic Greens.
0: Uh, I literally use them every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because having two kids under three is exhausting. And trying to find something to give me the nutrition I need for energy is so hard to find. Plus, it actually tastes great.
1: It has this mild tropical taste that I actually really look forward to every day. And with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right
0: it is the perfect healthy addition to your daily routine that helps us be our better selves they make it so convenient for us with the travel packs that they offer just drop it in your bag and go
1: also on tour we got to introduce hundreds and thousands of you to athletic greens by giving you samples and we've heard great feedback so glad to hear that you like it um and listen It's a great product. If we've been taking it for two or three years, you know we love it.
0: Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health.
1: To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam.
0: Again, that is athletic. Athleticgreens.com forward slash East fam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
1: We'll also link below. All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids.
0: The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem solving skills with KiwiCo.
1: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at kiwico.com when you use code couple.
0: That's 50% off your first month at k i w i co.com, promo code couple. I will say though, when it comes to preparing for marriage, I don't know if you can ever be like fully prepared because you don't know what life is going to throw at you. Right it's not like you can prepare for your whole future, but I do think you can talk about things that are important. And Andrew and I have covered this in other podcasts, but you need to talk about religion. You need to talk about how you want to raise your kids. If you want to have kids, how many kids do you want to have? Are you open to adoption? Do you want to conceive naturally? Do you want to do IVF? What if you can't have kids? You should talk about finances. Are you going to merge your finances? Are you going to keep them separate? How is your relationship towards finances? Do you want to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad? Do you not want to work? Do you want to retire at a certain age? Do you want to be a full-time entrepreneur?
1: That was a pretty solid list right there. Yeah.
0: Do you expect your husband to take out the trash? Kind of like Andrew alluded. Do you expect the wife to restock groceries and cook every meal? Do you, I mean, do you expect you and your spouse to cook together every night? Do you plan on ordering dinner out every night? These are things that you learn about each other and-
1: yeah, uh, I I feel like, first of all, this is not a conversation you have on the first date. Like, there's a time and place for everything. So as the relationship matures, it's kind of like, use your own discretion as mm-hmm. to, hey, now's the right time to talk about kids. Or, like, finances for us, we didn't touch because of complications until we were married. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much, we, we had discussed it and set the foundation for it in premarital counseling, but not till after we were married. Right.
0: Yeah. Not till after we're married, but to give a little bit of detail there, we don't always go fully into like finances cause everybody's is different. But, um, I had started like my own company when I was 12 years old right? and I had very complicated finances that way when it came to like the Olympics and Andrew also came from family business and complicated finances. So how, figuring out a way to talk about those, merge those and have families trust each other was a very touchy topic. Yeah. And I think kind of like a premarital counselor bringing help in to kind of delegate that kind of stuff is really important.
1: Yeah. And also we're not saying like, Oh, you know, this is set in stone. Your no. response is to how many kids do you want, or yada, yada. Uh, obviously that will change, but I think, again, setting, uh, the habit of talking about things like this is super helpful. Mm-hmm. So we had a relate, like we had a friendship who they had never, we had friends mm-hmm. who had never talked about their exes before. Mm-hmm. And then the whole issue that happened with the relationship had to do with like past relationships. Yep. And so our philosophy is, you know, I don't need to know all Sean's nitty gritty stuff if she doesn't want to share it, but I definitely want her to feel comfortable sharing it.
0: Yeah. Well, and We are both firm believers that your past kind of helps form who you are. And in talking about exes for us, when it came to marriage and when it came to our relationship, we each hold baggage that happened from our past relationships. Now you don't have to go into, like Andrew said, the nitty gritty, but I thought it was Hmm. important that Andrew knew that I got dumped, that I had dumped someone, why that had happened, how long those relationships were. Because that actually affects our relationship. And I think that's important for your spouse to know.
1: Yeah. Do you think you can uh, fully prepare for marriage before you get married?
0: No, because like I said earlier, I don't think you can fully prepare for the future. So you just got to be open. But I do think going into things we wish we knew. So we both thought in going into marriage, it was the finish line when it was actually the start line. And I think something that I wish I knew I've actually talked about this. I'll, I'll start with this one. Something I wish I knew on my wedding day was that was literally just a needle size amount of love that I will feel over the course of our marriage.
1: Interesting way to phrase that, (laughs) but (laughs) we'll roll with it.
0: The tiniest, (sighs) the fraction of love I feel like on your wedding day
1: and also frustration though, if you're being honest, what do you mean? Like there's, there's so much more about me that you found out that you love, but also Absolutely. so much more that you found out that you're like, Oh, he's definitely oh, it not w- perfect. No, no I'm no. saying,
0: uh, yeah, but you're interpreting what I'm saying. No, wrong. no, no,
1: no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prepare those listening for like your love grows, but True. also your potential dislike
0: and can grow. Yes. Well, I'll, elaborate on this more but like marriage is so much harder than i set myself up for and i don't mean that in a dramatic way or a bad way but it's so much more work and with every argument we get through with every milestone we get through with every loss and whatever it might be we get through i love you and i love our marriage so much more like the depth of that love is so much richer and we could never have known that on our wedding day
1: i love you too baby Come here. Oh, my Come God. Here. Come here. Oh, Come. get away. Today's episode also brought real paper.
0: Every day, tens of trees are cut down to make single-use paper products that are flushed or thrown away into landfills.
1: Sean and I do find a lot of purpose in being aware of environmental issues, and our forests help remove the carbon put into the atmosphere, making them a crucial part of the fight against climate change.
0: That is where real paper comes in. They are here to help in that fight. It is a sustainably made product that helps reduce deforestation and single-use plastic waste.
1: Real developed a premium, sustainable alternative to your everyday paper use so that you don't have to sacrifice quality in order to help the planet. Making this small change can have a big impact. So far, Real Paper has eliminated over 250,000 pieces of single-use plastics. Each purchase of Reel helps fund access to clean sanitation around the world.
0: Reel Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door in 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging.
1: If you head to realpapercom EastFam and sign up for a subscription using our code EastFam at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order.
0: That's R E E L P A P E R dot com slash eastfam or enter promo code eastfam to get thirty percent off your first order. Real paper is toilet paper and paper towels that change lives.
1: We'll also link it down below.
0: So I think if you zoom out, the bigger picture of that, the bigger picture of why I feel like our love is so much stronger and deeper and like more meaningful now than it was on our wedding day, is because back on our wedding day, I believed that marriage was going to be quote unquote easy. I knew there were going to be arguments and conflict, but I didn't think it was going to be a growing like a frustrating annoying like truly growing pains conflict and i think what i've learned is conflict in marriage is not bad the world likes to depict that if your marriage isn't fairy tale then it's the wrong person i wholeheartedly disagree i think the right person is someone who will go through the roughest conflict with you and work it out and stay Mm. that is a marriage preach And I truly don't believe that there is anybody out there that is perfect, that is, like, the one for you that makes marriage easy and, like, there's not going to be hard times.
1: Yeah, because we're all very difficult. Yeah. Like, even no matter what type of success or patience or how good you are with kids, there is always a flip side to everything. And as we just learned in our marriage counseling, which we're also Mm -hmm. doing, The quality that you love about someone like Sean's (laughs) uh, ambition Mm -hmm. is also the thing that is most frustrating to me now Mm -hmm. where it's like, can we just chill out for a second? Like, (laughs) can we just stop and like ease up?
0: And in that same marriage counseling session we had, the thing that I loved so much about Andrew at the very beginning was your like free spiritedness. Yeah. And now, my biggest frustration is, like, can you stop being so, like, free-spirited and, like, be a little OCD and type A?
1: Like, be punctual. You're not yeah. You're not punctual. Like, you're, you're always 15 minutes late or whatever, which I'm not. But you know, this marriage
0: like, counselor said over the years, she sees it over and over and over again. When you start getting into the rhythm of everyday life, you start making your spouse who you are. And she said, isn't it funny how the things that – you loved the most about your spouse at the beginning are the things that can annoy you the most if you don't have perspective. And
1: did you hear me just say that? I didn't. You did. <laughs> Thank you so much for reiterating. Uh, I also want to share one more thing on that note about the overcoming challenges and then feeling more love after them. Mm-hmm. And by challenges, I mean arguments or whatever obstacles that we go through together, financial, etc. Uh, love grows not when someone else sacrifices for you, but when you sacrifice for someone else. Mm -hmm. So think of a parent child relationship. The parent oftentimes loves the kid more than the kid Mm -hmm. loves the parent because the parent makes such heavy sacrifices for Mm -hmm. the kid. So like when you think about love like that, that makes me want to sacrifice a lot for you. Obviously Mm -hmm. there's boundaries to like what's healthy to sacrifice and not, but Mm -hmm. But I'm willing to sacrifice my free spiritedness for Sean because, or I'm willing to sacrifice my minimalism, which I would love to, or my RV trip, which you we're still going on. You would never
0: be able to be a minimalist.
1: I would. But the I'm sacrificing.
0: The <laughs> amount of cords you hoard.
1: I'm sacrificing for you. And that that actually grows my love for you, not detracts from mm-hmm. it. So, a little pr- uh, pr- perspective shift there.
0: Another thing we have learned, another thing I wish I knew before we got married is. Love is a commitment and not always a feeling. Mm. Andrew and I have talked about this a lot. You go through phases in marriages. You truly do. Like today. <laughs> Excuse me?
1: Sean is, <laughs> Sean is very annoying to me today.
0: So are you, babe.
1: <laughs> but
0: love is not always a feeling. You don't, every single day of your marriage, you're not going to wake up and be like, uh, oh, I just love you so much. You don't? kidding i always love you i don't okay. always like you um, but you're not you're not okay shh. you're not gonna wake up feeling that every single day but if you commit and if you choose to make the cho- like the if you choose the decision every single day that you are going to love your spouse and be committed to them uh. when you get through that phase that day that week of whatever feeling you have whether it's annoyance or frustration or just like a funk when you get through that, you're going to love them mm. so much more. Mm. And that's something that I think a lot of people have a hard time with because a lot of people feel like they're falling out of love when in actuality they're just going through a phase in life where life is hard and it's just a moment. It's not actually the marriage.
1: I think my yeah, my whole feelings on feelings could be a whole podcast in of itself, but... We'll save that for another show. Feelings P- are valid, People Andrew. Use them as the captain of the ship and not just a signal of the ship, anyway.
0: Wow, that was an analogy right there. Yeah, that,
1: I I hadn't thought that through before I said it, but I feel like it's pretty good.
0: It is okay. one of our favorite things that we have learned from this podcast is when we interviewed um Carl Pilmer. Nope. The couple.
1: Zach and uh the Zanakos. Nope. Who? Give me something. <laughs> LA. You're just <laughs> they were like our
0: favorite. They're older.
1: The Brittle? Zach Brittle? and No. Bro, oh, Phil, Phil and Marla No. The older couple. <laughs> We've been
0: couple. to
1: their house. Bro, what?
0: We've been to their house.
1: You're crazy right now. I she, don't
0: the wife, interviewed me. Why can't I have a brain fart?
1: Oh, the use
0: The billiards. They're not older, Lisa oh, and...
1: sorry, Tom, if you heard that. And Lisa, we don't view you like that.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways... <laughs> One of our favorite things we have learned from the Bill yes. on the podcast and we interviewed them is every single time they approach a conflict or an argument or whatever it might be, a phase in life where they're just in a funk. They view it with the thought that they know how it ends. They know how every argument ends, which is them together. And I think that whole concept of love is the commitment. I think if you know that, if you know through thick and thin he or she is still going to be there, then it makes those rough patches easier.
1: Mm. That was definitely a Zanacos, but that was a really good point.
0: That was a Zanacos? Yes. Stop it. that's
1: fine. It definitely was.
0: No, it was not.
1: (laughs) Anyway, the Uh, the Billy's interview was fire as well. Uh, Okay, so we touched on this earlier, but another thing that we've learned is conflict is not a bad thing, right? So like uh, the way you resolve conflict matters and can make it good or bad, right? Like- People have so so much averse.
0: Did you not hear me talk about
1: this? Okay. I covered, I was just, I covered all that. Okay. <laughs> I was just... All I right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Let's go to this one then. Okay. Next. Have you talked about this one? No. It's t- <laughs> Changing your name.
0: I wish I knew this before I heard that. It's a freaking hard. We
1: need a tutorial video on how to change your name, dude.
0: It is freaking hard. No guy has to worry about this. It is that's not true. No, it is not true. It's not true. What?
1: Some guys change their name. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm having fun.
0: I'm digging a hole. Um, it is so hard, and it took me five years to change my name.
1: Still not done. It It is still not done. It's not done. No, you're past.
0: I have four licenses, and they all have different names. They're not
1: all valid. Don't worry. Anyways.
0: Someone, maybe we need to do this. Maybe we legit need to, like, put together a checklist of how you change your name. Because it's different by county. It's different by state. Remember remember the whole debacle of the county that we got married in. So when you went to the... Um, DMV. No, where we had the Courthouse. To, yeah, the courthouse. When we went to the courthouse to, like, say we're getting married and to get our certificate, they actually had this weird protocol which is different than the county next door which is in the little book that you write like sean michelle johnson is marrying andrew d east you have to like sign your names whatever name you signed in that book is like your new married name yeah do you remember this and so it made sense sean michelle johnson is marrying andrew d east right right that makes sense It wouldn't be Sean Johnson East is marrying Andrew Dean East.
1: No, that would make it sound like we're siblings.
0: Exactly. But evidently that's how you're supposed to do it. So then I messed my whole self up. And so my legal married name was Sean Michelle Johnson. And then I had to ask for a new certificate. And then
1: we made a series of YouTube videos on this. Because we kept thinking that we figured it out. Bank accounts
0: and licenses and passports and TSA pre-checks. And
1: it's a lot, dude.
0: I still, my name is different on every ID that I have.
1: Was it an easy decision for you to change your name or not? Because you're like, you know, a big deal.
0: <sighs> my personal experience. I know everybody is different with this. It was de- it was a very easy decision for
1: me. Same, I same with like a prenup that we should do a whole episode on that. <sighs> we made it talk. We made it sound earlier like we didn't talk about finance before. We did a, a lot, but we didn't like really. I, I wasn't like actively involved in our mm-hmm. finances before then.
0: So let me finish the thought. It was a very easy decision for me with our name. I, I wanted to take your name. It's something I've dreamed of my whole life is to take my husband's name. Um, deciding to like get rid of Michelle and keep Johnson was kind of a wishy washy thing. I kept Johnson for business just to make business easier. So I could always kind of have Johnson, but I didn't really care.
1: It's like your stage name.
0: Yeah. Um, Finances, that was only a harder decision because of like outside influences. But it was an easy decision, in my opinion, that I didn't want a prenup.
1: So you're saying it's like there were signals for you about the commitment that you're making. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm willing to change my name. And yeah, I'm really okay, interesting.
0: Yeah. Whereas I think the outside influences and like um, managers and stuff who encouraged prenups, didn't have the same level of commitment and faith in marriage that I did.
1: Interesting. I don't think that's the case for everybody. No. Like there, yeah. But that was our situation. There could be some really headache of a name that you don't want to take on. But it was. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't a thought. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm saying like if it's 80 letters long, like Gesundheit height, pathologist, <laughs> that would be a long last what? name. To be like, yeah, I'm walking in that. So I, I'm just saying there are probably conditions not necessarily length of it was an easy decision for me uh apparently our our, our producer wrote this that there are companies who make it easy to change your name you just fill out one piece of paper and they take care of
0: shut up why didn't i know this we got
1: (laughs) we just (laughs) i actually just just told us this i just found out live that's i just read that uh all right here's one thing that carl pillemer we're moving on i'm mentioned that i think is not thought about often and like people try to act like, no, I'm my own person and I'm Mm -hmm. so, I'm so independent. But when you say I do at the altar, you really are marrying your spouse's family. And it's true.
0: I don't even care if you are estranged from your family. That counts because if you're marrying into someone who's estranged from their family, you're marrying into someone who's estranged from their family. And that's part of like the baggage and everything. So, even if you love that person and that is your person, you also are taking on their baggage.
1: Yeah. people, And that's not supposed to be interpreted bad. No. Like when you marry a family, that can be a great thing. But like you're likely the goal is to have your spouse still close with their parents mm-hmm. and their siblings and yada yada. And so there's that aspect of it. But also I've seen this with you. Don't take this I'm going to just throw this out there. As we've had kids, your resemblance of your mother and habits and patterns has grown, right? Like when you're sub 25, I feel like you can, you have your own like style of life, but then you settle into the daily life of raising kids and whatever. And like, you've only seen, you only have one example in life of and how to do that. you become
0: more like your dad. Is that
1: true? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I've seen that in myself. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I'm no. not saying I am my dad. And I'm not saying you are your mom, but there are resemblances. For sure. Right. Yeah. They weren't there before. For sure. So over time, like more likely than not, you're going to morph closer to your, your parents.
0: Well, and I also think we've had friends who went through this with like marrying their spouse's family and not realizing it. So when you're getting caught up in the moment of like, I want to marry you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I don't care what's going on with like the family situation. It's you I'm marrying, not the family. I understand at the beginning how that can be that way, but then you have to walk down that fine line of what do, what are holidays going to look like now? What, when you get married and it's your wedding day, is someone's family not going to show up? Is that going to bother you? And I'm not saying these are deal breakers by any mean, but because you're marrying someone and you're marrying their family, you just have to be aware of it and you have to go through those situations so that you can hopefully not be surprised by something.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I still have friends where, you know, they've moved states and they've, you know, the parents were really big into like corporate businesses and they've now done, you know, s- startups or no business at all. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm not like my parents at all. But you you are like you are.
0: Last thought about in-laws. So, something that we were taught by our premarital counselor, as it pertains to any family that you marry into, no matter what, your rule within your relationship and your marriage should always be to take your spouse's mm, side.
1: This is good.
0: In front of your family.
1: So, let's just do a hypothetical. If Sean uh, disagrees with me on, I don't know, uh, how many kids we're going to have, mm-hmm. and this is like a discussion that my parents are privy to like, mm-hmm. Hey, Sean only wants two kids and I want five and my parents know that. And my parents confront me about it. Like, Hey, so what do you think about Sean only wanting two kids and not five? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that such a bummer? And like, there's a little bit of drama that can come mm-hmm. in cause I'm a mama's boy and yada, yada. It is my role. Let's, and let's assume Sean's not there in this confrontation to say either, you know, this is between Sean and I to figure out, or I love that about Sean and we're going to make the right decision together. Yeah. It is not to expand the problem because that drives a wedge
0: and try to follow this. And this is what our counselor taught us. Your parents and your family by nature and default will always have your back. They will always take your always. side. No matter how much they love your spouse, they will always take your side. And if you go to your family and you start venting about your spouse, yes. they're going to take your side and they're going to build up a tiny wall for your spouse. And if that happens multiple times, they're Not building good. up quite a bit of resentment towards your spouse. And you don't want that. So as hard as it is, never talk negatively about your spouse to your family. Unless there's obviously, there's obviously like, if you need help or the, sure, there's sure, issues sure. there. But, but just
1: think about the path that you're walking down. like. What is what is me talking trash about my spouse to my parents going to result in 5, 10 years from yeah. now? Today's episode is brought to you by Element.
0: I am obsessed with this new company that we've partnered with and cannot believe that more people don't know about them.
1: Well, tell them, babe.
0: Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. It contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium.
1: If you're a big sweater like I am, uh, and even if you're not, Element can come and save the day. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for people who are following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. You don't have to worry about all the fillers that you'll find in the other electrolyte drinks.
0: I love the fact that I can use it for my after-workout recovery because I know it will replace the sodium that I just lost.
1: Element is used (laughs) by everyone from NBA, NFL, and NHL players to Olympic athletes to the everyday parent
0: element is so sure you will love their product and come back for more that they are offering you a free element sample pack that's eight single serving packets free just cover the cost of shipping five dollars for us customers get yours at drinklmnt.com lmnt.com forward slash EastFam. this deal is not available on their regular website
1: try it totally risk-free if you don't like it share it with a salty friend and we'll give your money back no questions asked you have nothing to lose. You must go to drinklmnt.com forward slash East Fam. We'll also link it down below.
0: Okay. Other things we wish you knew before we got married. Let's just skim through a few of these.
1: This is good. No, this is my favorite episode we've done so far. Thanks. We're just actually like dumping all this info. Yeah. Probably need to break it down, but go ahead.
0: There's usually one more person or one person who is more organized than Thank the Thank
1: you so much for saying that. And in, in our relationship, it's me. So thank you. We can just skip over to the next one. You're more organized? I Actually, I was You are a hoarder. (laughs) Sean, that is not true. (laughs) I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm not a hoarder. Okay. Anyway, my my siblings uh, told me this tip when I was going to college, that you should be only as clean as the- Sorry, as the second least- Tidy person that you live with. So if you have five roommates and there's one absolute mess of a person, just be a little bit cleaner than them, and you're good to go. And so, who's that in our household? Yeah, me. That's a tough part. There's only two people. There's not multiple. There's not like five or six. So you
0: be better than yourself, Andrew.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Be better than yourself. Next one. Money can be a hot topic. We talked about this. It can. There's probably someone in the relationship who's the spender and someone who's the saver. You you need to figure out what you like to splurge on, how you like to discuss money, what are kind of off-limit topics. I mean, there's- How
1: much insight do you get or don't get to your spouse's spending habits and bank accounts and whatever? Uh, There's a lot to go into here, Um, but just make sure that, you know, you've kind of addressed what your system is together as a couple, so- Mm -hmm. We kind of did that. We're still, all of this, by the way, is still a work in progress for us. Um, These are just things that have proven to be issues for us. Like the the tightness thing, clearly. Uh, This finances thing is something that we talk about where Sean has a history of feeling, you know, there's baggage with finances for her that I don't necessarily have or am now just understanding. So like... It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Just talk about it, you know.
0: Well, and that plays into the next point. The next point is the roles in marriage are always changing. And I think, like Andrew said, we're still learning all of this in the middle of all of it. And we will be for the rest of our lives. Because in every phase of life, and every phase of marriage, things change. So, like, right now with kids, we definitely talked through, before we had kids, the roles of our marriage. Like, what roles do I want in parenting? What roles does he want? Andrew wanted to work more. I wanted to be more of the, like, go-to parent if someone has to work. But we are, we do have the understanding that, like, if I have to work really late someday, Andrew's going to go home and watch the kids. It's just kind of... Yeah, it's
1: not like an absolute. It's not like Andrew never takes care of kids. I'm obviously with the kids a lot. And that was something we talked about. Like, hey, we both expect to be hands-on parents, right? So, but it is, it is a fluid situation, right? Where our roles together of like, Hey, Sean needs to go on a one, like one week work trip. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm here for that. And I support you. And I like, I want you to succeed. So, well,
0: and it's another thing you can talk about too, to prepare for marriage. So that goes back to how are you raised? What did your mom do? What did your dad do? So like for me, my mom and did my mom and dad did 50, 50 everything.
1: So there are a lot of different roles in marriage and you know, they tend to only grow that list of roles that you have and not decrease. So like we've added mom and we've added, uh, you know, now you're a friend and you're like a leader in a bunch of different groups. So what's the balance between these roles? How can I support you and the most important and prioritized roles of yours? It's a, it's a constantly changing thing. And that's why I'm glad that we have a fluid conversation around that as well.
0: I think the other thing, too, to remember, something that I wish we understood more when we were getting married or before we got married, is people will always have an opinion. So every single person around you has their own idea of like what your timeline should be, how long you should be engaged, how long you should be dating, what your wedding should look like, when you should have kids, everything, what your career should look like. And at the end of the day they are other people's opinions and your life is your life and you have to do it your way with your spouse. And I I truly think that's like my number one advice for all my friends getting married too, is let it be your marriage and not your friend's marriage and do you the way you would like you do yourself.
1: Yeah. And obviously you want a certain amount of perspective added from people you trust, like your parents or older couples or your, you know, good friends that, have a history of holding you accountable, but uh, it's definitely going to look different on a case-by-case basis, right? So.
0: Last one I want to talk about. Nobody told us this. I feel like every single friend of ours was saying, oh, don't get married. You're going to lose all your freedom. You're not going to be able to still have fun and do all of this, is you do not lose your freedom when you get married. Life becomes more fun because you can adventure with your best friend. I feel like we had so many people say, You know, go live it up. Go have fun. Go, you know, push marriage off as long as you can because you're not going to have a life afterwards. And I just think it is completely false.
1: I agree, babe. My life has only become more enjoyable. Maybe in a different way than I thought it would be, but way more enjoyable. In what way? My life is full. It's just a commitment. I found a lot of purpose in, you know. Maybe we should make a part two of this.
0: I think we should. We have a lot more to get yeah, through. Yeah, we
1: do. And this is, we're a good bit in. So we'll just end it there. i uh, curious to hear your feedback on this. Please leave comments. Uh, any additional things that you wish you knew before you were married. Um, and what you thought of the things so far that we've shared about what we wish we knew before getting married. Uh, we could obviously chit chat about this for a long time. But for the sake of your day, we'll cut this into two parts. So. That's all we have. If you made it this far, please subscribe to the show, give it a rating. And uh, we're thankful for your time. That's all we have. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We're the East fam. (sniffs) Out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today. All right. If you're listening to couple things, podcasts on Apple podcasts, specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor?
0: We want to make sure you're staying up-to-date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners.